I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. It's hard to admit a mistake, even harder for governments to admit they did something wrong and compensate the victims. But that's what happened today. The British government announced a multi-million dollar settlement with over 5,000 Kenyans. This story goes back to the 1950s when Kenya was still a British colony and the scene of a violent uprising. The rebels came mostly from the Kikuyu ethnic group and went by the name Mau Mau. American historian Caroline Elkins helped uncover abuses committed by the British during the so-called Mau Mau Rebellion. Elkins is in downtown Nairobi, where she's been spending the day with many of the 5,000 plaintiffs in this case. So, Caroline, tell us what happened today in Nairobi. You know, just an extraordinary day. The British High Commissioner read the statement that was made by William Hague today in Parliament in London, whereby uh, the British government officially, if you will, apologized. They expressed, quote-unquote, sincere regret and admitted to the torture that their colonial officers and administrators perpetrated in the detention camps here in Kenya in the 1950s. You know, it's just an amazing moment. Nobody, I think many of us, I I wrote a book called Imperial Reckoning, which chronicled this and Mm. which was some of the basis for the case. I was also an expert witness. And, you know, quite frankly, I think many of us never thought we would see this day uh, where the British government not only validated the claimants and their sufferings, but um, offered, a, a, as I said, a sincere regret or apology, and then uh, a approximately uh, £19 million uh, pounds sterling uh, payout to the claimants. Now, I know, Caroline, you've spoken with a lot of survivors today. How many Kenyan survivors were in Nairobi for this announcement? About, you know, approximately 160 came. Uh, they came from all over, upcountry Kenya, as far as Mount Kenya, which is probably about a four-hour drive. They, they came from hours away. In fact, I'm looking right now across the street. They're loading back onto the, uh, to the buses to go back up north, upcountry to their farms. And it was, you know, it was quite something. You looked around the room, and there were a mixture of, of, of tears rolling down faces, you know, creviced with, with the anguish of, of so many years of being denied their justice to eruptions of joy and breaking out in song. It was a very, very emotional day. Uh, Frankly, all of us are just uh, quite spent from it. And more than anything, it was emotional watching these claimants for the first time after more than a half a century receive the justice that they have asked for for so long. What kind of things were they telling you, Caroline? You know, it was extraordinary. The the levels of the brutality from castrations to rapes, uh, forced sodomies with uh, with foreign objects like uh, broken bottles and, and snakes and vermin. Uh, bottles were inserted to, to women's vaginas filled with uh, paprika pepper or kerosene. It was, I, I spent years um, interviewing, I interviewed about three or 400 uh, victims uh, in the process of writing my book. And one was, uh, you, you simply couldn't believe the cases one after the other, and it was unimaginable the kinds of crimes that were perpetrated. And quite frankly, for decades now, up until today, the British government denied this ever happened. Now, the British government had argued that responsibility for any abuses was transferred to the government of Kenya when it was granted independence mm-hmm. in 1963. What, yes. ha- what happened to that argument? What changed in British policy that we've got this uh, apology and uh, reparations today? Well, you know, I think that there were there were two separate hearings that took place, and uh, in the first one, they they made this argument that the 
liability and responsibility transferred to the Kenyan government. And the justice, uh, Justice McComb, who is presiding over the case in the high court, called that argument, quote unquote, dishonorable, which of course in uh, somewhere like the British high court is an extraordinary um, charge made by the judge against the British government. And so that's at the point at which they they, they jettisoned that claim and moved on to, to others in, in order to try to get out of the case. So each claimant gets a, a one-time uh, payout of about $4,000, which in Kenyan terms, I guess, is about five times the average annual salary. But it's not a huge sum. Do, do you see this as reparations with an uppercase R or an apology with a payout? You know, I, I, I see it as reparations with an uppercase R because I think we have to, you know, I think a few things. I think that ultimately the settlement would not have happened if there was not, you know, reasonable unanimity amongst the claimants that they, this is what they wanted. And I think we have to really bear in mind the kind of internalized um, uh, pain and suffering and bitterness that has taken place with many of these claimants over the last 50 years. And so therefore the validation that th these crimes occurred and a form of apology was as important if not more so than the financial payout. And I think it's important to, to bear that in mind. I also think it's important to bear in mind that this case was settled. And, and had it remained in the courts, it could easily have gone on for years. The outcome may have been unpredictable. And the other thing to bear in mind is once these claimants die, the case goes away. There is no successorship in terms of uh, their descendants being able to sue the government. And so there, was a, there were many factors involved in accepting this. But I think the sentiment felt by the claimants was very much that this is a reparations with a capital R. Where else have we seen an apology like this? Anywhere in the world? Not, th not from the British. Not anywhere. I mean, we've seen uh, a not dissimilar in an earlier period, sort of a, 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 a kind of a, a regret statement made for the slave trade. Um, but other than that, this is the first kind of its kind for what we would consider to be the modern British Empire. And it's quite extraordinary, actually. And I think is going the reverberations of this are going to be quite something I think frankly none of us are really going to be able to predict what the impact this is going to have not only on Kenyans but also former colonized populations and of course the British population itself at home. Well I was going to say try try to imagine I mean how far could a decision like this reach could it could it force other former African colonies to revisit their own colonial past one wonders about Belgium and Congo site of other colonial atrocities. Well, absolutely. I think one of the, the concerns and certainly one of the things that, that's being talked about a great deal right now is, is that does this case open up other possible cases in other parts of the former British Empire, whether it's Malaya, uh, Cyprus, um, colonies where there are similar kinds of counterinsurgency operations. And, you know, the, the, the short answer is yes, claims are in the process of being uh, filed. But the, the real issue will be the how much historical evidence do these other cases have? I mean, as you say, your book, uh, Imperial Reckoning, uh, it was a basis for the Mau Mau case. You, you followed this case like no other. Emotionally, what's it been like for you following the slow progress of this case and then today with this groundbreaking news sure. and announcement? Well, it, it's obviously, um, you know, it's I've, I've, I've had emotions that have ri risen and fallen, like the claimants. Um, I've also been expert witness to the case, which has meant I've, I've, I've given hundreds if not thousands of hours to reviewing documents, creating uh, witness statements for the court, uh, liaising with the attorneys, because this is really, this is a case where history is on trial or has been on trial. And so therefore, 
the law firm of Lee Day, which has been exceptional, has been dependent upon the historical knowledge that we've been providing. Um, and certainly it was, you know, myself and a team of graduate students at Harvard that have been working, you know, sometimes round the clock at various points over the last four years um, to make sure that these claimants and their attorneys had the historical evidence that they needed. Historian Caroline Elkins helped uncover the abuses committed by the British during the Mau Mau Rebellion in Kenya. Today, London expressed regret and agreed to pay a settlement to survivors of that rebellion. Caroline joined us from Nairobi. Caroline, thanks very much. Thank you.